With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For over 20 years, Dr. James Maxwell and his team at Crestwood Dental have been providing quality care to patients of all ages. They offer a variety of services from cleanings to cosmetic dentistry and restorations with today's most advanced technology, including the most up-to-date lasers, digital x-rays, and impressions. They offer Invisalign and custom aligners with their 3D printer. Crestwood Dental accepts most insurance plans and a membership program for uninsured patients. Schedule today at 314-463-5655 or CrestwoodDental.com. This is the Last Minute Blues Podcast with Jeff Burton, Donnie Fandango, and former Blues defenseman Jamie Rivers. It is the Last Minute Blues Podcast. Donnie Fandango, Jeff Burton, and our homeboy, former Blues defenseman and NHL D-man, Jamie Rivers. Gentlemen, a happy Wednesday to you. How you doing? I'm well. How about you, buddy? I'm good, man. You came flying in here today. This is what, you said this is the last week of craziness for you with yeah. the Synergy Hockey? Week 11 of summer camps, and we're on our last one over at the Centene Community Ice Center. Awesome group of people over there. Mm-hmm. And so we're, we got uh, just finish up today, which is Wednesday, and we got tomorrow and Friday, and then we... Pack up the circus, take down the big top, move everything mm-hmm. out of the way, and uh, get ready for the regular. It's like the, it's like the Taylor Swift concert that comes in. You got like seven uh, trucks that come in ahead of you and set everything up. Right, it's, you're not far off. Oh, I'm sure you're not far a off. Lot of There's orange a lot. cones out there. Real quickly about Centene, I actually played out there on Sunday. We did. I did a little stick and puck on Sunday. I heard that was people fun. Are, people are still buzzing. Yeah, about yeah, it. they are. They yeah. are. There's there a guy there today. Buzzing. He had a clipboard and he looked like a scout. And he's a like, lot of the people went, "Wow, Blues training camp has started." <laughs> Already, <laughs> like Tarasenko looks a little different. Right. I saw those pictures. He changed numbers. I saw those pictures. I was like, God, I just hope he doesn't hurt anything. Yeah, <laughs> me that's, too. That's, that's what I kept saying the whole time. Well, but hey, I was there on Saturday night at Centene and St. Louis Music Park for the Urge show. It was the oh, first time that I'd urge. been out Did there. They crush it or what? Well, the Urge were great, and St. Louis Music Park, I loved it. But I had the chance because I had to do some work in our studio there in Cent and in the Centene Ice Center. Holy crap. What a beautiful facility, man. Yeah. What an ab- I mean, crazy? they did that exactly right for both the music side of things and the, the, the hockey side of things, man. It looks like a great, great spot for both. Were you uh, side stage, backstage during the actual show? Yes, sir. Okay. I kind of he assumed you would be. Did you not see him? He had like one of those airport flashlights. <laughs> right. He was yeah. directing traffic. You know what? <laughs> I, I honestly do not think if I walk, I, and I would never do it, but I think if I walked on stage during the middle of the show, 
those guys would be like, they'd hey be man, fine with it. <laughs> what are you what are you doing here? Hundred <laughs> percent. No, they'd be fine with well, it. Just was, walk around. You're an yeah. official. You're an unofficial member of the of the band. At, at one point, well, not at one point. At multiple points of the of the night, Jerry Jost, the guitar player, his guitar tech is just handing me ice cold beers, and mm. I'm not a huge beer drinker. You guys know, but these things were so god dang cold, like. It was, you know, what I mean, yeah. like, like it was the it was, perfect time, it was to the be, perfect moment to yeah. be drinking beers and 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 watching. Are the you urge. not a beer drinker? Or are you just not an alcohol guy? It's not too much of an alcohol guy anymore, yeah. man. Like those couple years of oh. doing the Sunday night ritual, Jeff. It's weird. I, my phone was operational too all weekend. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, oh, wow. And yeah, I right. like beer. All right. Well, I like cold beer. You, you, like, you like music? I know Jerry. For, yeah. for, first of all, wow, both I, of you. First both of all, of you. I guess I'm sorry. I guess <laughs> because you absolutely could have came with me. I went by myself. Um, but why do I get the guilt stuff? Why? why and then <laughs> why do I know. fall because for it every Jerry's single time? Here. Jerry had his kid in synergy hockey camps this summer. I saw him. We're talking early in the summer. Wait, somebody with the last name Jost playing hockey. Wow. Imagine that, right? Let me guess. He's probably fantastic. Jerry's kid is probably fantastic and probably a better skater than me already. Yeah, apparently he's already committed to CBC. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he got a four-year scholarship to CBC. That is very intimidating uh, real quickly to for somebody like me who doesn't skate very often anymore to be out there and to be testing blades that were just sharpened and I haven't been out to do this and that and then you see a 8-year-old kid that is just <laughs> circles around mm-hmm. and everybody else too mm-hmm. you know just really upset how did you do yeah. like I, I, I did okay it was just stick and puck you know yeah. which is exactly what I need right now trust me that's what I need i did okay it, it was an hour and I lasted 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and here's an even better one. You know how a lot of... He's never said that before. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that was good. Uh, you know how sometimes you, it's like, hey, you just act like you've been there before and uh-huh. everything will be fine? Yep. So as I pulled in, our friend Jack, who uh, put the thing together, he texted me. I said, hey, I'm here. And he texted me. He said, okay, go to the front desk and pay or whatever. And then we're in um, Plager... 38 is what I read on my on my text without my glasses. Oh, I know. You already know what's going on. I already know what's going to happen. And I walked in with my bag, you know, and my stick. It's this big-ass, you know, CCM bag, and I hold the door for somebody as they come in and I walk up. I go, they're like, hey, what can I do for you? I say, yeah, a little stick and puck, uh, 10 o'clock. And they're like, okay, that's $12. And I was like, cool. I get out my cash. They're like, no cash, card only, dummy. And then I was like, yeah, uh, uh, Plager 38 is where I'm going. And they just both went. Uh, 3B. 3B. Is that what it is? <laughs> That's exactly what it is. It's, it's 3B. And I said, uh, thank you. And I pulled my mask up over my eyes. <laughs> but so my, dumb. My loan complaint is one I'm sure they'll figure out. I don't like having to play cash to park. I wish they had like a, you know, the, the swiper or whatever. Right. But I mean, you know, it's a brand new venue, so I'm sure there's lots of stuff they're working out. Well, and, and since you brought that up, I got yeah. one email from somebody who said, and they were at the Urge show, and they said that it was like the there's metal bleachers. Yes. And I guess that was interfering with the music or something to that effect. It, I mean, it very well could. Ah. I mean, obviously, you know. But um, one, from my vantage point, I did not you hear that. And uh, two, I mean, if that's something that is going to be an issue in a venue, that's going to be more than one complaint, and that's going to be something that that I've they're going to want to that they're going to want to tackle. Yeah, because nobody's going to want to pay for that show and to hear bleachers rattling. Yeah, from you don't want to sound like you're at a high school football game. No, but no, here's, no, no. Here's the other thing that that same email said. It was uh, me and my wife, or me and my husband, whatever it was. It was a couple, and they and they. 
could see fine and the urge was fantastic and everything else about the night was great except for all the noise because of the metal. So they decided to get up and walk down closer to the stage and they were upset that security kept telling them to go back to their seat. That's what security's there for. (laughs) You pay for a seat, you're supposed to stay. Now, it may have been general admission, but still, I imagine there's still levels where if you get closer. Well, and also the big thing is you don't stand in, they don't let you stand in the aisles. Oh, absolutely not. And in my mind, that's where they were. Well, dude, and also too, and, and again, I'll just say before we boom back to hockey, but like with any new venue, it's going to be a process. Yeah. The first few shows I went to at the pageant when that was open, I saw Weezer there and could not hear Weezer. Like it was so that sound, the sound had just not been dialed in yet. Yeah. But you don't, you know, man, they got to work it out. They will. And it'll be. You're fun. not, you're not always fantastic. The first time you do something, Donnie, it's very true. I'm just well, saying, and every, and I said, every not everybody, too. <laughs> two out of three like people. God himself reached down and touched you. <laughs> <laughs> so there's not really like an abundance of hockey stuff, at least for the blue side what? of things to really be, to be discussing him. Well, tell me that I'm wrong. I'm all right with it. You're wrong. Okay, good. Okay, all right. Well, that's the show. <laughs> that's pretty much it. I Last mean, Minute Blues Podcast. W- one, one of our biggest things that we talked about is here we are now a week later and 91 still yeah. in the family. And do we want to at some point just go give me whatever you got or do or are you leaning towards just bring him in and see what happens? Uh, listen, I think Doug Armstrong, again, is of the mindset of until he gets a deal that makes sense for the St. Louis Blues – He's just going to wait. And there's no rush right now. The trading camp is about a month out, just under a month out. Um, you know, Big Daddy Vladdy's going to want to come back and skate somewhere at some point. He's going to get a little antsy. And I think that that's the strategy. I think if you're Doug Armstrong, you go, hey, look, Vladdy, if you could give me another six to eight teams that you would go to, I could probably get something done. But right now, with the list that you've given me, which you know eighty percent of that list was already up against a salary cap, uh, and the other ones that were there already have players that they would like to give a shot to, uh, my hands are kind of tied. And so, I guess you're going to have to walk in and say hi to the guys uh, on the first day of training camp. Which, you know, it's not a huge deal, but it's still not a fun deal. And I know Army doesn't want that gray cloud hovering over Centene over there. As all this goes on, because we're going to talk about it. All of us are going to talk about it more and more and more as it gets closer. Absolutely. Silly question, maybe, but what goes into somebody's list of teams that they're willing to go to? Is it just give me the top five teams that I have the best chance of of winning a Stanley Cup? Or do you think about family? You think about the future? You think about the, the organization, the front office? What all goes into that decision? Each player has their own little list of things that they want to make sure that those teams have. If, uh, if and I don't know this, if I'm Vladimir Tarasenko, probably want to go to a team that's established, that has some guys who can get you the puck so that uh, – your job's a little easier. Maybe you can look a little bit better out there scoring some goals because if he went to a, a Buffalo, per se, who's getting him the no, puck? Then he's the man. He's, he's yeah, got to get himself him the puck. puck yeah, right? And, right. and going to lose a lot of hockey games, and they don't want to do that, and going to be scrutinized heavily, too, when things don't go your way. So if I'm Vladimir Tarasenko, I want to go to a team that's established. I want to go to a team that's in the win-now mode. I uh, want to go to a team where I have people that I know couple of guys that maybe that I've played with before or a fellow countrymen from Russia to where I played with them on the national team or growing up. You want to try and have as comfortable a transition as possible. 
And that's why players get the no trade, because they're allowed to get a little bit picky. But we're at the point now where, you know, if you're too picky, you end up walking through the doors here in St. Louis for training camp, and then everybody's miserable. It yeah. is it, So it seems as though New Jersey seems like they would be out. Uh, they're mm-hmm. still lingering. Like, the, the, the Devils still are not a heavy favorite, but in the mix. Is the Islanders, are the Islanders still kind of the, the number one there? And is there, and I doubt that this is true, but is there any way that, like, and this is very, I'm sure that this doesn't happen. But is there any way that, like, maybe a deal is done and Armstrong is, like, sitting on it just to be like, hey, Vladdy. No. And, and, and it's for people who can't see, you're giving a thumbs up. Yeah, yes, correct. <laughs> just with the middle finger. Yeah, just, just a, a different, different finger. But, yeah. but, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I doubt there's anything probably, like, in the works because we would probably already know of that. Uh, there's discussions for sure. And the Islanders are a big possibility in this one here. But Lou Lamorello is much like Doug Armstrong. So we're not going to hear nothing. You're not going to hear a thing. Mm-hmm. They're probably doing their due diligence on the medical side. They're probably trying to figure out a few things contractually. There's no way, though, that they're sitting on a deal. Okay. And then just saying, oh, we're going to wait to screw Vladdy over. No, you're not doing that. Okay. Because Army would like to avoid, I believe, he would like to avoid any of the media circus that goes along with it would rather just move on. Right. Well, and the GM the the GM that he's going to, that would be kind of a, a dick move, too, if he kept it quiet, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? There, unless there's salary cap implications. I mean, kept it quiet. I'm sorry, kept it quiet from Vladdy is what I mean. Yeah. Is that what you guys mean, or you mean just keeping it quiet from us? No, no, Everybody. keeping it quiet. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. But essentially keeping it quiet for Vladdy, too. That was stupid now after I said it. No, yeah, no, it's, it's not. No, I, I look, at there's been certain things that – Teams do stay quiet, okay, uh, but it's usually because there's other reasons, not just to screw a guy over or to make a guy sweat. And so the Islanders, maybe they want to make a move or adjust some things before they go all in on the trade. Maybe they're waiting for Army to solidify his contract with Robert Thomas to find out just how much salary he can retain on Vladimir Tarasenko. There's a lot of things that happen, so maybe this this deal is just kind of put over here in the waiting area while he figures that out. Once that's figured out, now they go back to the table and say, okay, now let's get this deal done and figure out how to do it. I think the Islanders probably make sense. There's some rumblings right now, the Carolina Hurricanes that have come into the mix. They've got about $12.5 million of salary cap space, but they do have Svechnikov that they've got to get signed. He's not going to eat up that much of it, but – I could see Carolina being a team that would be like, meh, you know what, Tom Dundon, the owner down there, is a little bit of an awkward dude, um, kind of a guy who would take a chance on a player. So we'll see. Uh, but, again, he's cheap. He's That's cheap. what I'd read, that, that the chances of him going right up against the cap with Carolina are probably not going to happen. There's no way he's going to do it. Um, he's just we'll call frugal, business savvy, cheap, however you want to word it. The guy's a billionaire. So cautious, he knows, cautious, he knows, maybe. Cautious. Again, the guy's a billionaire. That's with a B, as in Bob, a billionaire. <laughs> he knows what he's doing when it comes to money. Uh, but he's certainly not going to bring his team right up to the limit. So we'll see how that works Who, out. Is there somebody who's who's in Carolina that we would uh, be salivating over? No idea. Okay. I mean, Just I, more I, salivating over getting rid of the just salary. Just getting the salary off the books and you know maybe making another move. It could be a three-team deal, too. You never know. The Islanders, the Hurricanes, and the Blues could end up in some kind of a trade triangle to where there's somebody that the Blues want from the Islanders, but that deal's not going to work out quite the right way. So the Islanders make a trade with the Hurricanes. Hurricanes trade the player to the Blues and follow the moving 
puck. So, it, but it's, it's, I mean, we're in this holding pattern, not only with Flatty, but then like, you know, and I talked about this last week when we podcasted, we were all hoping, or, or a lot of us were hoping that, you know, we would get a big body defenseman back somehow. And to me, if we're looking at our team going into the year with Tarasenko on the roster, we, like we've talked about many times before and even last season, I believe we are glaringly weak at the blue line. Like, like yeah. it seems like it would be an issue again this year, a big one. I don't think it's glaring. Okay. Um, because you do have three pretty big fish, and that is Falk, Krug, and Pareko. And we'll have Pareko healthy the whole year, knock wood, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, uh, Up until p- you did that. Right. <laughs> knock wood, or is it knock on wood? I think if we were just saving time, which we've now screwed up. Is it really some This guy, man. He just, just busts my know. balls left have and right and meanings. loves it. Maybe it's in Canada. Knock wood and it's knock on wood. It's, it's the same diff- thing. No, it's not, Donny. What do you mean? I'll look it up. You guys talk. It is the exact same thing. You're just being a douche. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't believe you. Johnny, if you knock wood, I'm telling you what, it's going to have a different effect than knocking on wood. Okay, I don't know. I, listen, I'm just—I don't know. Maybe I'm saying something I think offensive. He's being blue, right I'm, 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 I'm really—I'm sure. sure that he—I'm sure Knocking that he is. Knocking wood—that's with a K, right? Knocking yeah. Wood. Go to yeah. Urban Dictionary for that. One. Oh boy! Oh <laughs> great! <laughs> no, great! So no. yeah, so that I'm definitely getting made don't fun Don't go of. to the Urban Dictionary. <laughs> uh, no, so I don't think it's—I don't think it's glaring. But what really is the problem for from my perspective is that that second pairing D to play with Colton Pareko or. I shouldn't say that. However you split up those three, okay, you're missing a top four defenseman. Marco Scandella has done a good job as far as spot duty in that top four. Vince Dunn is no longer on your team. Carl Gunnarsson is no longer on your team. You showed through your the way you played Robert Bortuzzo last year that he's not going to be a guy that moves up there. Jake Wallman got spot duty, but he's only got a handful of games in the NHL. Mikola's got a handful of games in the NHL. Perunovic has zero games in the NHL. So you see where I'm headed here yeah. is I think that the Blues have uh, an excess of 5-6 defensemen, 5-6-7, the, the bottom pairing, yeah. and they have they definitely have top three. They're missing one defenseman that you can plug into that top four. That's a you know 17 to 21 minutes per game, that kind of a guy. I think that's where the Blues are going to ha- – Probably look to address with look to address it with the trade of Tarasenko or getting rid of the salary. Maybe there's a guy that's out there. There's really not a whole heck of a lot out there. I mean, you're looking in the pool of like a Braden Coburn um, or something. Like it's just not. You'd be looking to hopefully strike gold again with a guy like Carl Gunnarsson who can play up and down your lineup, but you'd be unsure. Man, I got two things to throw out here. First of all, knocking on wood. Knocking wood and touching wood. Oh boy! Now see, are now, all interchangeable, uh, and I oh know God. that this makes even more of a problem as opposed to an explanation. But uh, that's Josh. what I found when I looked up. All right, the thing. So I, you know what, Jamie? Just take I that information, and uh, I would like to take back calling you a douche. You did not deserve that. Okay. Just next time, don't say touching wood, or we'll still be talking. <laughs> yes, about no, I got touch wood. But you, you started uh, um, uh, mentioning names yeah. of Blues players that recently were on the team that are no longer on the team. You said Schwartz. You said Dunn. You said Gunnarsson. Yeah. Yesterday was uh, Fran- Franchise Classic Blues Day yesterday on the NHL Network. Mm-hmm. And there was like three games from the 2019 season. And it was so amazing to watch. But it also made me sad the amount of players that are no longer on the team. And I tweeted about this. 
Bowmeister was a skating son of a bitch, man. Those long legs, oh, man, that big goodness. dude, man. I don't know about him physically, Donnie. That's fine. But if you like his legs. But the way they he nice strides, when he strides. That's great in stilettos. <laughs> there was something I was watching. There was something, and I was kind of vegging out a little bit. But he get, he received a puck and spun and went around the net and stopped and turned back around. And I was just like, damn, do we even have that right now? Dude, and think about it. That guy was like a pariah in our town for like two years. And yeah. everybody thought that he was terrible mm-hmm. and overpaid and all of that kind yeah. of stuff, and, man. And, but what I'm saying, I know we have good skaters on the team. I get that, but that whole package of the size and the great-looking legs, apparently, and being a really good skater and being that veteran presence and all that, we don't have that right now. Nope. And since you teased me with Chara last Mm -hmm. week, I've, of course, been all over the interwebs with that, and it depends on what website you go to. Somebody says he's already moving here, and the other one says there's no way he's coming. So have you called him or texted him yet? <laughs> He's still over in Slovakia, and I'm not spending the roaming money. I checked with Tommy for too expense, and he said, go chase yourself. <laughs> He's got, um, he, I don't think he said chase. Yeah, I think he, he said, said touch wood. Is, I think is what he said. About touch wood or knock wood or I don't know. One of the three. But uh, yeah, Zidane Chara, his ultimate desire would be to stay in the Northeast. His family didn't move away from Boston last year. Those teams, who knows where they're going to be in a yeah. couple of weeks with their salary cap or what their, you know, what their thoughts are as far as their roster is concerned. Um, I think that if those opportunities aren't there, then yeah, he certainly is interested. I know he he's interested in Colorado and in St. Louis. Here, he wants to go to a team that's established that he believes the window is open with the opportunity to win uh, a championship, not just win hockey games, but win a championship. Uh, but yeah, you're right, Jay Bowmeister. That's a big loss. People didn't, you know, didn't quite understand what you had in Jay Bowmeister. And you talk about his skating. You should have seen him at 18. Like, this kid could fly. I played with him in Florida. And this kid could just flat out fly. And he managed to stay that way throughout, well, his entire career. And even though he kind of sort of slowed down a bit at the end, it was slowing down for Jay Bowmeister. He was still, you know, light years ahead of certain players that were out there. But, yeah, you missed that. You miss that guy on the penalty kill that every time there's a penalty, he's over. Automatic. Automatic. You're you're ahead by a goal. You're looking to close out the game. The other team's goalie is out. Automatic. Put Jay Bolmeister on the ice. It just You miss that right now. And that's exactly what I'm talking about, how there's that one hole in the defensive core right now, and it's that spot. And they've tried very hard to fill it with Marco Scandella um, and some of these other younger guys to call them up and give them opportunity. Thought Vince Dunn might be that guy. And ultimately, maybe he can be. Maybe he can be, but it ran its course here, and then the expansion draft pulls him away from you where maybe you sign him, maybe he gets an opportunity. Either way, you don't have that guy right now. And Zidane Ochara, to me, is still the perfect fit. I just think he is because uh, the fact that he's you know 44 years old and you know everybody's like, oh, he's old, is this not... You play him all the hard minutes, and if you get some games where uh, it's lopsided, one way or the other, you start you know maneuver. No, you start maneuvering the young guys into that spot. You drop Z down to the third pair. There's penalty kill. Okay, you put Z on the ice. You take him off, and you start getting Mikula and Wallman some quality ice time. And he's not going to mind. You know, Chara is a leader. He understands exactly what's going on. Um, but you also have the luxury that a one-goal hockey game, you're throwing them over the boards every other shift. And, and the, the thing about him being a veteran, and he's a smart guy on all those, all those, and he knows what's going on, I think that would play into 
him coming here for three reasons. Number one, like you said, Tory Krug, a former teammate, mm-hmm. chance to win. And also, would he be the kind of guy, and you profile him as the kind of guy that would like to go out there with Pareko and like to be the guy to show him the ropes? Oh, God, would he ever. I mean, Big Z was a sponge when he came into the league, and he you know, he had so many questions to ask and so much to learn about playing the position. And he used to run around like a fool and just try to run everything through the boards. And I mean, he did, but players who were smart were just pass the puck through him. He always had to stick up in the air, so he just passed the puck, take the hit, and move on. Big Z, when he went to Ottawa, really became a player, and they did a great job there. Jacques Martin was our coach, and he did a great job of getting Z's stick on the ice, playing with your stick on the ice, stick on the puck, stick in the lane, and that just catapulted Chara to a whole other level of defender because of many reasons. One, he was a good skater. He was a big dude in that reach, right? So he takes away the time and space so fast, and when stick on the ice, he became elite at that point. Mm. So in, in in finding potentially a defensive piece, if that's what the Blues end up go, going with, like it almost seems like we're not only going to need somebody that can pull 17 to 21 minutes, but we need like a veteran, like the presence of the player seems like it's almost as important as his ability at this point. Right, like, oh, absolutely. Like, I mean, yeah, it because is. we've lost so many of those guys in the last couple of years. Yeah, it is. But I'm not as worried about that. Okay, I'm not as worried about that because you you have Brandon Sod coming in here. That guy's a leader. He's been on several championship hockey teams. You've got your core guys back from last year. I'm not as worried about a guy coming in and having to, you know, put the team on his back and be a leader and being this guy. Most of the time on a one-year deal or one-year situation, it's very hard to do that anyways because you don't want to overstep. You don't want to be that guy that kicked the doors and, hey, I'm here. You know, No, you just want to blend in. You want to do your job. You want to work hard. You want to blend in. You want to support the current leadership group. So I'm less concerned about that. I'm more concerned about having a quality player that's able to play that 18 or 17 to 21 minutes a game because that's what you're going to need. You've got a very, very tough division. You've got some really good teams. You have a lot of teams in the offseason in your conference that added players. You're going to need a guy who can play. Don't worry about the leadership stuff. You've got guys in place for that. All right, uh, big news from the NHL since the last time we all got together, and I couldn't wait to talk to a former NHL player about this and also a guy who played overseas professionally that had ads on his jersey. Mm Mm-hmm. Your thoughts on this, and I think it's funny, the places that I've seen official statements from the league, they're calling them sponsors yeah, and not ads, which psychologically that's brilliant on their part, by the way. And for the people who – this is new to them, it's starting – in 2022, right? Yeah, right? And also, I think they're going to be just a touch smaller than the NBA ads is what I read. The the ad that's on a, a jersey or, sorry, sponsor, it's going to be sh- slightly smaller than that. So yeah. I don't have a problem with it whatsoever. Your guys' thoughts? I don't like it. To me, it's a gateway to insanity is what I view it as. There's two different things here. If I, if I split my brain in half and go, hey, half of it's an owner – and a team that wants to generate revenue, and I'm the NHLPA, and I want to have as much revenue coming in so the escrow goes down, I'm going, hey, guess what? Throw the ad on there. Throw the sponsor. Throw two or three on there. Put them on the ice. Put them on my helmet. Put them. I don't care. Let's make money. Mm-hmm. Now, the other half of my brain goes, do you really want to do that? You have some really, really incredible hockey jerseys out there. You're going to have some really cool moments that happen in history, and that's what you want 
in the Hockey Hall of Fame is the jersey with the McDonald's logo, like, on the shoulder. And you're St. Louis Blues with, you know, nothing wrong with Enterprise. Awesome company. But you want to have that, like, on your chest, right below the C on Ryan Ryan O'Reilly's jersey or... I don't know. And then once you put one on there, what's to stop you with two or three or four? And and then you become, you know, I call it the paintball billboard to where it looks like someone fired a paintball gun and just things went off all over the jersey. And you've got these different ads and you start to look like some of the European hockey teams over there. I remember when I was in Switzerland, I couldn't even tell what the heck the team logo was anymore. I didn't know if the team logo was one of the sponsors or if it was our actual logo. It gets confusing, and I think the fans are going to have a little bit of pushback. Who who wants to go buy a jersey in the pro shop that's got Arby's? On well, the, it, or, on like, th- nothing on wrong with Arby's. I love Arby's. No, Trust but on me, that, Josh, you've oh baby. I don't on that on that like note, I'm not, though, an, I'm not I'm a no Arby's I like guy. Lion's choice, I like Arby's. Lion's choice. Lion's choice. I'm for open. Me. It's just, it's just I'm the open thinner meat. I'm hungry right I now. Like the, <laughs> I like the thinner meat. Um, but from what I read, stop. From what I read, I'll turn your mic off. From what I read, if you if you buy a jersey in the gift shop, it's not going to have the ads on it, though. Okay, but I don't know if that's true or not. That's that's yeah. what I heard. I think I was just already like sort of programmed to think that this yeah. was coming anyway. Yeah. So like it just well, didn't shock helmets, me right? at all. That was the first step. Is they went, oh, the yeah. helmets because of the pandemic, and we want to want to kick back to all our major sponsors, which I thought was great. Would it would it bring up the cap too or not? Well, I think it would, wouldn't it, it? That makes sense. Well, that's why I said the NHLPA part of it, right, is there's two things that would go along with this. One, when the owners don't have the revenues that meet the the floor that they wanted to get to, they use the escrow, which players are charged escrow every two weeks on their paycheck. They have you know 20% of their paycheck that goes into escrow so that if the owners don't meet their budget, the owners take the money, and that's it. And that's why it's called the revenue-sharing plan. It's more of a. Isn't re- it nice we're all sharing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's more of a revenue rogering plan. But, anyways. <laughs> it seems like a way to keep billionaires continuing to be billionaires. Correct. But okay. what it does, Donnie, is it allots those owners to continue to spend money. So, yeah, you're losing a percentage of your paycheck. But if you look at the salaries, the salaries are skyrocketing over the last handful of years. Why is that? Because the owners still have more money in their pockets. And they're like, man, okay, low risk over here. I'm going to take a high risk on a seven, eight, nine, ten $10 million player. So that way it makes, makes sense. sense. And to your point, Jeff, yeah, the more revenue that you can show on paper, well, that automatically drives the salary cap upward. Because if you have a certain percentage of revenue to your salary cap ratio, then the salary cap has to move up based upon the agreement that they have in the CBA. So, yeah, you're looking at this found money because that's what it is because you've never done it before. It's not like you've come up with some brand new concept. You've just never done it before. So it's like walking over and finding a bag of money and going, hey, I like this. Mm-hmm. Let's do it again. And so that's what's going to happen. Started with the helmets. Now they're going with the little thing on the jersey. Next it'll be the pants. I'm just saying, where does it end to where we're okay with it? I think ultimately the solution is allowing one sponsor to either get the helmet or the little spot on the jersey. But that's it, one sponsor. And they have to they have to pony up. If you want the jersey, you want the helmet, it's going to cost you the max. You, and if you can't do that, then you don't get it. Uh, you're kind of answering my question, but would you rather go MLS um, and Premier League and just have one big logo on there? No. No, because then where's your team logo? 
Well, that's the that's the whole yeah, thing with the no, soccer is what I'm saying. Okay, so you're going to call they that, only have one. St. Louis Blues. Oh, the St. Louis Enterprise. Well, no, I, I don't know. I'm asking you. First of all, you don't have to yell at me. I'm not, but I'm telling you. You make me feel bad about myself I'm when not. I ask questions, and you make I'm, me feel stupid. That's Donnie's thing, not yeah, mine. I want to know what you're thinking. <laughs> I want to know what you're thinking. No, I'm asking, What would you rather have? What about you, a, Jeff? I, would you ra- I don't care. I don't care because I'm watching hockey. I'm not looking at the jersey going, ooh, McDonald's. Maybe I'll have some of that on the way home. I'm not. But you would care. If all of a sudden the blue note was gone. Oh, okay? oh, that, yeah. Because that's Absolutely. what you're saying. I thought if, you meant just the little patches. No, but if Sorry. you go to European soccer, all the big teams over there, like Herbalife little... is the main thing. And right, the team then you logo... got a little blue note right up here. Correct. So but, but is would that, that what you would like? I, I wouldn't, I, to be honest with you, I don't really care. As I long don't as, believe you. No, I, I really don't because this didn't start Donnie, with the helmets. I don't believe him. This well, did not start with the helmets. This just started with the dasher boards and then now on the ice yeah, but actually you're replacing too. the team logo. You're taking the blue note off of the jersey. No, now. I'm making it smaller and putting up with yeah, the breast pocket. I think that would be a damn crime. Here's, a, here's yeah. a couple. Well, I do too, but what is the solution is what I'm saying. Well, I think it's it's a bit of what Jamie says in that you, you really have to – you know, keep it to one to two or, or something as far as the sponsors go. But man, you cannot take away the damn logo. And and this is the jersey that I'm thinking of. And I'm sorry that this is the one that I'm thinking of. Jeff. La, 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 but dude, I think about that beautiful Detroit Red Wings jersey. Oh, I read his lips. Damn it! And, and like, <laughs> and I think about that thing bastardized up with a whole bunch of sponsors. And I hate the thought of that. I have an idea. I have an idea. No, God. no, no, no. I think I write think down this, this day. No, time. no. I think this. Yes, that you you should do that. But don't make fun of my idea yet, because I think this is a good idea. You know how the netting uh, uh, behind the behind the goal has stuff projected on it, ads projected on it for watching from home. Yeah. Could they do that with a jersey? Like to where if you're at the game, it's just the normal beautiful blues jersey, not the Sorry. Detroit one. But if you're sitting at home, you see ads. Do you know how hard that would be? How yeah. much money that would cost them digitally? No, I don't. That's okay. why I'm asking, yeah, Mister Condescending. I'm not. I'm just saying. Think about it for a second. They digitally impose that on a non-moving target, right? So now put it on a moving target where there's traffic, and that you'd have logos that were jumping from player to player because hey, charge more then. <laughs> They're jumping from player to player. I'm trying to help find a solution. Okay, Dad. You're. I mean, you are. You're trying. I am. He's trying. He's I'm trying. trying. I mean, the, eff- or the, the, the effort is there. The idea really might not do you, out, do, you remember <laughs> the, do you remember the glow puck from like 40 years ago? How did that do, Jeff? 40 years ago. Is there not better technology now? <laughs> that stupid thing looked like it was three rows back it in the It looked horrible. <laughs> like that, that was my the issue with puck. that. <laughs> right. right. Well, listen, guys, I, I hate to wrap this up, but I got to go be on the radio. What? What a jerk. Yeah, I know. You're on the radio? Well, here, let me yeah. take the rest of my show prep. And just... <laughs> there we go. No, there stop it. All right. Last Minute Blues podcast. Donnie Fandango, uh, Jeff Burton, Jamie Rivers. We'll be back again next week as we get ramped up for this hockey season that is really not that far away. Mm-mm. It's getting close, and I am freaking pumped for it. Everybody's homework. Donnie, you relax, and you, you text Chara, Okay. I will, but you guys got to get at expense because these That's roaming fine. charges Donnie's are a big terrible. Donnie's got absolutely landline, we'll, rotary we, phone. We'll do it, and then we'll tell Tommy after the fact. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, but then I got to pay for it up front. We'll get it, Donnie. I don't like. I've done Dude, that before. Stop it. I've had that before. Hey, you just pay. We'll pay you back. No, hold on. We'll have Burton do it. He makes that morning show money, man. He makes that morning show money. Oh, that Rizzuto show. Wrong last name. Wrong last name. Rizzuto show dough. (laughs) Last Minute Blues podcast. Jeff, Jamie, Donnie, thank you as always for listening, everybody. The Last Minute Blues podcast. Hear more at 1057thepoint.com. 
Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. It's crazy to think that a few weeks ago we were talking about whether or not Tua Tagovailoa should consider retiring after two concussions and worldwide debates on player safety and NFL culpability. Tua has done nothing but go back to work and currently has the Dolphins riding a three-game win streak and one loss behind the division favorite Buffalo Bills. While everyone was yapping about the end of his career, Tua Tagovailoa said he'll decide when it's time. And clearly, he's not ready to hang up the cleats. Hi, this is Chris Howard from the Plugged In with Chris Howard podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting up to the minute scores for every the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including the MLB playoffs, the start of the NHL season, MMA, boxing, and golf. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.